It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 451 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Happy Iowa Penn State Week. From our family to yours. Joined today by the one and only Ben Askren. Ben, how you doing? Good weekend? Uh, let's see. I, yeah, I had a pretty good weekend. I was in North Carolina for a couple of days. I came back, coached some wrestling on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Heck yeah. Did you? I, I'm hoping you watched some wrestling. There was a decent amount uh, this uh, week. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Big Ten Network's not fast enough putting it on YouTube, so I, I always have to watch off these hacked accounts. My nice. man, uh, Hav, Havu No. Uh, he had to change his pseudonym this week. Um, I'm really curious as to who it really is who keeps, you know, stealing these streams, putting them up. I, I'm, I'm appreciative of his efforts uh, because I get to watch the matches faster, but I don't know that it's totally legal. Yeah, it's, it's in fact, it's probably totally illegal, in fact. Um, <laughs> Some might say. I think that they're, they're smart, though, because they're not putting up our streams. Yeah. Because I, I would. Bracky's the angel of death. He has gotten so many YouTube accounts, and they the best is what? Well, you tell them, Bracky, the best part. Oh, the best is when they email you asking for mercy. Yeah. Cause it, <laughs> no it, like, mercy. It, it like, because I used to put my personal email on there, so it would like say, like, oh, this person Kyle got Bracky. your stuff removed. Uh, so they would send me an email, and the best was uh, when we had Cadet or Junior Worlds, and some Russian account stole a bunch of stuff. And they were oh, begging, you can't mess with those Russians. They were begging me in broken English to remove the, uh, the strikes strike. against them. <laughs> oh, it's wow. not too often you get to strike against Russia in a non-military setting. So Bracky was. I won that battle. Bracky won that one. I won the Cold War. <laughs> yeah, but if if you look at this Havu No, right? Uh, you scroll back about twenty <laughs> videos, and it's all like this person working in this rice paddy or something. And you're like, okay, what happened here? This is weird. And then it's all wrestling videos, right? And then what was the new one I told you about, CP? It's I'll the same it. one. On. I was just watching. No, it this it's morning. a new one. Oh, you said it was the same one. Yeah, it was the. No, well, I'm assuming it's the same person, and they they're switching. It's called Flax TMC. That's the new one. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that one. So, that's how I watched. So I tried to watch North Carolina versus Virginia Tech on ESPN 
Plus or whatever, whichever service it was. I couldn't get it, but someone uh, stole it and put it on YouTube, so I watched it there. Um, oh, so Flax, uh, Flax TMC, if you scroll back through their video feed, it's all uh, uh, Vietnamese sewing things, it appears. Oh, so this is, is our man. <laughs> this is, this is, <laughs> Haas di- diversifies. All right, so I, I really want to talk about, first and foremost, Sammy Sasso's weekend because hey, he did it. Headline, I think he, he did, did it. it. He did it. He beat them both. Um, a, a, a Tuesday headline fulfilled, and there's there's a lot of side discussion. It's not just Sammy Sasso beat number one and number four, whatever Brayton Lee was. Yeah, you were getting it, lit up on Twitter. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it, it happens, and to me, I think a lot. The point is being missed here is. We had a freshman, rank six, go into Carver-Hawkeye against number one and won. He won the match. Does y- yeah. You get what you earn needs to apply whether you agree with the ref's <laughs> calls or not. There's no asterisk <laughs> for you get what you earn. There's no, oh, a little addendum to Unless the referees give it to you. There's no clause for you get what you earn. You literally, it's the beauty of that statement is it means what it says, right? And so, one, yeah. I did watch that match, and as soon as it ended, I thought uh, they got all the calls right, but I thought Sasso could have been worn for, worn for stalling more. And then I watched mm-hmm. again, and I still I still probably feel that way, but I was like, he didn't take a shot. Sammy Sasso didn't take any shots. And then I rewatched it. I was like, well, he actually did shoot. And actually, two of the main scoring sequences, including the controversial um, sudden victory cradle was off of Sasso's shot, and Lugo's reattacks are to the left are so fast and crisp, you kind of lose sight of the fact that Sasso took kind of a bad shot and put himself yeah. in that position. He did it in the first period, first first or second period, and then he did it in the third. So he did attack. Now, he wasn't offensive enough for me to, to go that entire match without a warning, but the guy went in there and, and found a way to get it done. When I, One yeah. week ago, I was sitting with Anthony Ashnault, who is telling me that place is just different? It sucks the life out of you. It sucked the life out of him against Topher Carton, and 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 then last year, <laughs> last year against Pat Lugo, he he barely won that match. He and he was the kind of runaway national champion. He was he didn't have that many yep. close matches last year. So that's a really hard place to win. And he was a fifth year senior last year. So that's not yep. my opinion of how hard it is to wrestle Carver. That's a national champion telling me that, right? And. So for Sammy to do that is is amazing. And you know what else they're not talking about? You get what you earn. He didn't get off the bottom. You had 30 seconds. You have to get away. Yeah. He didn't get away. That's, those are the re- rules of wrestling. So then, And then he goes and he beats Brayton Lee, who is arguably a worse matchup than, than Pat Lugo. And it's kind of a similar match. And he gets warned for stalling here. Brayton respectfully goes neutral in the third. And um, Sasso's able to get a late takedown, I think. Brayton, as hard as he was wrestling, started to run out a little bit there. And Sasso gets kind of a counter takedown, which was not actually similar to the cradle that wasn't that Lugo had, which is what people are saying. But the position. They, they don't understand wrestling fully. That, that, that could be said, right. and you said it. Yeah. So that's, that's what I think should be discussed about Sammy Sasso's weekend. I don't think there's some okay. insane controversy. The guy went on the road as a freshman and took out the number one and, and avenged a previous loss to a, to a hammer. Man, I, Christian, you, you, went so hard, you went so hard this morning, we might start, start calling you Stephen A. Smith. Let's go. <laughs> you love Stephen A. Uh, I, I think he's fantastic. Um, he is. Hey, so 
I actually felt like, you know what? I, I um, sometimes I watch wrestling just as a fan. Hey, I, I, I enjoy this. I want to see what happens. And when you guys were asking me about the Sammy Sassel Brayton Lee match on Thursday, I felt like I didn't, didn't have enough technical input because I hadn't really watched those guys as like an analyst or, hey, my guy's going to wrestle this guy. I need to study him. So I went back and studied six, six Sammy Sassel matches, including four versus Brayton Lee on Thursday afternoon. Mm. Um, so I feel like I got to know the guy a whole lot better. I actually, after watching that, I came away that he was not going to probably beat Brayton Lee. Um, and uh, he's also kind of gives up an underhook too often. So then I thought, okay, he may struggle against Patrick Lugo also. But like you're saying, I think he has some flaws, but he sure crap found a way to get it done on Friday and Sunday. So uh, great job by him. And I think it's a you know really bright thing moving forward. And yeah, does he need to change some things? Of course. And I agree with all your sentiments. Calls were correct in Iowa, um, and you know the call, the cradles were de- definitely not the same for what it's yeah. like. Yeah, although it did give me visions of Mark Perry, Nick Marable. You may start shivering a little that, bit. Oh there, my, that was that was the biggest dog crap call ever. So that was a crazy one because it's it was actually very similar to the. He was Lugo. on his feet. No, but no, it was even worse because Nick was on his feet still. He wasn't even broken down to hip or anything or a knee. He wasn't. He wasn't on his hip. I thought he was kind of. I thought he was at least grounded. But the cradle was kind of out front. Very controversial. Yeah. A lot of people. It was. It's kind of hard to find that match. I think it may still exist on YouTube yeah. somewhere. But um, yeah, I, remember, I, I have not seen you, it in many years. Yeah, you lost your mind. I remember when that happened. I remember hearing an interview with you about no it. No takedown. No takedown. It's waved off. Mark Perry, two-time champ, can't do nothing about it. Uh so. Hmm. Calls were good. Sammy Sasso gets it done. I thought Brayton looked looked really, really tough again. Well, uh, what do you guys make of Minnesota choosing 157 for the starting weight? Do you think they chose that because 149 was their premier match or because they wanted to give Brayton as much rest as possible? I don't know. I don't, maybe it's that. Sammy's, it's not a fun cut for Sammy. I could I could definitely see Tom Ryan and Brandon Agam say, saying, hey, let's let's end at 49. Let's do it. I, I could see both those yeah. guys just having – um, synergy there and wanting to do it. Not just end at 49, okay. but have the co-main be 41, which is yeah. also yeah, two sure. top guys. It's just a smart way to do it. I, it. That is how I look into it. I think the the 65 starting weight for Ohio State was strictly because they don't want to start with Spencer Lee, Austin DeSanto, back-to-back. That's just not good. You win the duel, <laughs> you don't start with those two guys. I think that was yeah. why they did that, but I think it's, it's tough to get away from a good one-two punch for Iowa. Yeah. then you started with Marinelli Kemmer. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just wasn't as big of mismatches got, as twenty-five thirty-three yeah. was. Yeah, they got a good one through ten punch there at Iowa this year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was saying uh, I was talking about how Penn State matches up pretty tough against every team, and I said except for Iowa, who has the bold strategy of having someone good at every single weight class. Well, I think actually Penn State does not match up that poorly. When you look at you're like, okay. I don't either. Is, I, I, I could see it being a blowout, you know, like where they win by 14, but I could also see a way where Penn State wins for sure. Ben, I was mocked yesterday in the content meeting when I suggested. Mocked. Mocked. He, well, the only yep. person that mocked him was to his left. His yep. name is the Wrestling <laughs> Nomad, a.k.a. Daniel Wait, Ward hey, Lobdell hey. Jr. He's like, Did no. you guys do some IP searches on Nomad this weekend to figure out where he was? <laughs> no, they, I, I got snitched on. We got snitched. So. We figured it out. He was in Kansas, which okay. was our original theory. That's yep. what you were guessing. It was your original okay. theory because I told you. <laughs> right. But that, that is a great reason <laughs> for it to be completely we didn't wrong. Know, we didn't know what you were doing, all that stuff, and we figured it out. It was, it, was, it was funny, though, because I love 
telling you what I'm doing and you not or not what I'm doing, where I'm going and you not believing me. That makes it all the better. Anyway, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's we're kind of like, well, he's not going to Kansas. So yeah. 49 <laughs> states to go. Can we rule out international travel? So yeah, I was mocked by the wrestling nomad when I said there's a. Cl- I said there's a clear path for Penn State to win this duel. Now I feel well, like let's I'm, go. What's the clear path, Christian? Well, the clear the clear path obviously involves upsets, but. They, they have so winnable Brand, matches. Brian, are you saying Brandon Meredith over Spencer Lee? Is that what we're talking I'm about? I'm saying here? just by decision, I don't think Meredith can get the bonus there. No, that's five or six guaranteed. Spencer needs to put that guy. He needs to get the pinfall. Um, shoulders to the mat. Shoulders to the mat. I will fence the mat with my hot drinkings again. Well, probably. But RB, RBY, RBY doesn't have a good chance, but he's got a chance. I think I would say he's a got favorite. 30% chance. They can win 33, 41, 65-74. Almost without argument, those are very. 80, I mean, listen. If you ask, if you asked about eighty-four last April, Brooks is the far and away favorite. I mean, it's yes. not. You guys are not thinking it's competitive. And yes. so now that it's eight months later, you have you can't say no. Assad's going to beat him for sure. Give me a freaking break. Assad has cl- really close matches. I do. I don't think it's a good matchup for Aaron Brooks personally. I see. Yeah. I see him getting a first takedown, but almost a little like the Venz match. Right? Looks mm-hmm. good early, but. He's, I think he's going to make some positional mistakes. I also think Brooks isn't quite the full-size 84 when I watch him. I think he's really good. He wrestled, he wrestled 86 kg. I mean, that's 189 pounds. I know. I just I just look at him. I look at him next to Vins. I look at him in another match. I just don't – I haven't stood next to him. Okay. To my knowledge, Nomad hasn't recently stood next to him. But I just don't think he's particularly large. But you can't say that's not a winnable match, right? You can't say 184. Oh, it's definitely, it's definitely a winnable match. You can't – and listen – Shakur does not look right at all, but but right. if he becomes a, you know, an eighty to ninety percent version of himself, he's going to be in that match with Jacob Warner, who didn't even wrestle last week. Yeah, right? didn't even He'll wrestle against Colin Moore for sure. So there's six, and then That's Neville's six. Neville's and Cassiope nah, is going to be a one nah. to, to take that one. You ne- hate you hate ne- Seth Neville. Neville's, Neville's <laughs> stalled it out against my man Christian Lance. He had to stall it out to beat Christian Lance. He ain't beating Big Tone. No, he ain't big. He is not beating big time. I'll say Christian Lance did impress me. He was in deep a couple times. Man, I appreciate it. He almost got him. I know. Almost got him. I know. I really thought he had it. When he had he had it standing, just all the momentum, it was so crazy in there. Uh just couldn't Seth Seth's just a little little too yeah. big. He put that a was, real that, ride was the, on that, him. that was the awesome dual meet. That was, was a really a very awesome fun dual meet. Dual meet. Yes. Very fun. So, yeah, I think there is a clear path for, for Iowa, and I don't know if this is the Iowa-Penn State one. I'll be gone Thursday, so we'll have to do our full Iowa-Penn State predictions Wednesday. We'll still have the show Thursday. Fret not. Um, I just right. want to be here. Are you going to give him a big announcement now or what, CP? Big announcement? Hold? Well, uh, the, the ink's not dry or existent yet, but okay. there's, a, there's a, uh, a, a strong likelihood Ben Askren and I are going to be uh, commentating live from Iowa Penn State, you'll be able to mm. listen live. Um, not no video, but like FRL audio only of the Iowa Penn State duel. We're really pumped. So maybe you can uh, sync that up with the Big Ten Network, yeah. or if you're all you, gotta, all you gotta do is mute hip separation, and then we're good to go. <laughs> mute laces what? up, hip separate, hip separation. Oh. <laughs> do you know hip separation is gonna be on the call? Prison, prison hey, string. I'm gonna. I'm about he's to give all, a. Qu- I'm, of- I'm about to what? give a quake take. This this could be a, the end of my take? my broadcasting career. It's a huge, a hot. It's not even a hot take. It's a quake take. It's bigger. It's an earthquake. Oh, I don't know about this. Ken Chertow, he was kind of good 
I thought he did a good job against <laughs> Penn State, Nebraska. He I, he started off really rough. He had he listen. He's got to get his motor going. But once he got going, Bracky, Bracky, get get your man there. Come on, listen. I can't endorse this take. You, you gotta listen. Listen. If you listen to it, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have a really open mind here because he's had he's had some clunkers. He called Anthony Casar Caesar the whole time, <laughs> even though the other guy said Casar. No, I can't even say it. Uh, I've been churt out. Uh, but he gives some good technical analysis. He's got a lot of energy. I, I like it. I like it. You know what? Is he the best? I don't know. But I liked well, it. And that's all I'm going to say. He at least wasn't trying to sell his Advocare during the broadcast. There was no Advocare. He didn't try to get us to enter uh, to go to his camp system. It was all about the wrestling. I appreciate oh, it. I have a pertinent question about the you guys doing uh, radio commentary, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Is it allowed to be archived, or do the fans? Is it just you got to listen live? Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, sometimes yeah. you don't. Sometimes you don't get to archive those things. We're archiving it. Um, we are. Okay. Yeah. We're willing. Um, yeah. So fired up about that. Um, ben and I will be. Uh, Excited. Ben, Ben's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Bader's going to be so there. I'm so excited. Caleb's going. I hope going. I don't harass too hard by the Iowa fans. Yeah, you probably you probably will. We probably both will collectively. You guys okay. probably should leave me alone. Yeah, they ain't going to mess with you. Okay, any <laughs> any thoughts on, on the Iowa-Ohio State duel, Benjamin? Um, You know, there wasn't – I don't think there's anything that was shocking to us, uh, but I thought it was an awesome duel all the way in. I mean – do we, do we want to go weight by weight, or you want me to run through what I thought of every matchup? I want, yeah, I want to know what you thought. Okay, 25, uh, what we expected. Malik Kiss can't hang with him. 33, man, DeSanto got three takedowns without Decatur ever leaving his knees. That was that was wild. That was like old school Iowa stuff. That was like um, some Tom Brand's highlight, Tom and Terry highlight yeah, that's, videos. that's what that was. TNT. I remember really watching <laughs> that stuff like that when I was of, a kid. Because um, we talked about Ramos scoring 29. On that Visconti yeah. guy, that reminded me of that. He scored twenty-seven and, while giving but, him the first takedown. Yes, man. De- Decatur has some serious head issues to fix. Obviously, the the skill is there, and obviously, I realize cardio is never going to be his strong point. It just isn't. Um, but you know, he got three takedowns against Seth Gross and still got majored. You know, if he can figure out the bottom thing, or you know, he could be really good. But he's got to figure out something up top there. I mean, he has. He has such a large fear of getting tired that it's uh, overwhelming him. Yeah, is that what you think it is? Because I, I watched him. Absolutely. And, and obviously, these are two these two wrestlers could be more different. But against Jake Gleva, he yeah. attacked for seven minutes straight. He was really yeah. on that guy, so, which makes me think it's more in his head than in his, mm. in his body. Although I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. DeSanto certainly brings you to a level that is, um, you know, not fun. But I, I yeah. watch it and, and think the same thing too. Like, yeah. man, if he could Definitely. get those, hundred percent is head. I mean, everybody's different, right? Like, I can't run a hundred yard dash faster than fifteen seconds, and I'm sure Decatur's strong point is not the the marathon. Um, but that being said, you know, he he could do a lot better than he did on Friday night, and you know, I got to work on my speed sometimes, right? So everybody everybody's a little bit different. But, yes, a lot of it is in his head. He's kind of probably overwhelming himself with bad thoughts, I'm assuming. Yeah. Ben, we don't want you too fast, man. I think you're fast enough. My fa- my fastest 40-yard dash ever it was 5'3". That is like grease lightning, Bracky. Sign me up for an <laughs> NFL draft or something. You can make the roster as a special teams guy or something. Man. I was thinking, you know, long snapper. I, I was a long snapper as a kid. You know, you got to twist the ball so it spins nice. Yep. There you go. You probably would be, and they can't <laughs> even touch you. 
<laughs> I can't touch you at all. Yeah, we'll get you so in the camp of Casey Crater. Yeah. Wow. I'll snap to him all day long. Scrambles and snaps or something. Camp. It could be <laughs> a, like a combo a, camp. But you can really hit that sweet spot of long snappers and high school wrestlers. <laughs> I think this camp is going to be huge. It'll be bigger than the 28-day intensive camp in a, in a couple years. Uh, that's uh, also, just circling back to the Ohio State-Minnesota weight thing, uh, Jason Bryant said Tom Ryan told him he wanted to start at 25. So that could have oh, mm. been strategic for Minnesota because Mitch McKee cuts a lot of weight too. He do. Mm. And yeah. they've chose to draw before with Lezak, remember? They're big the, draw. Yeah, yeah, they love to draw. They always have one guy that's cutting like crazy. Not to go back yeah. to to completely derail back to Sasso Lugo, but didn't that didn't Sasso's weekend kind of illustrate why we all picked him to win NCAA's? Like yes. he can get a takedown when he needs it, he can stop a takedown when he needs it, and he can ride a guy when he needs to. Like yep. he, he does all three things that and he can get out obviously. He does all the and, things like you're supposed to do when you're in a weight class like that where it's it's I mean, we don't need to go over that again, like just how tight that weight class is. Yeah. Just, uh, it's really important to him and there's there's that winning component too. Yep. The, the moment was, wasn't – I didn't think the moment would be too big for Sammy mm-hmm. uh, when I made the pick originally. And, I, you know, clearly it wasn't in this instance. Now, I have I have not a shred of confidence at 149. And <laughs> I am no more confident in Sammy winning 149 than I was going into the weekend. Sure. It's going to be whoever's feeling – Whoever's feeling right at 49. Lugo can totally win this weight. O'Connor can win. Brayton Lee can win. Bulu Allen can win. Obviously, Sammy can win. There's, there's, there's five guys right there, and I probably – didn't mention someone that's really good. So it, it's going to be wild, but yeah. Okay. 41, uh, Ben. Clutch looked great, but we didn't get to see him against Murin, which was unfortunate. So I think we could just move on from that. Uh, 49. I, I think you encompass it really well there in saying that Sasso, I thought he could win before the weekend. I think he went after, but I'm not, I'm not all that more certain he's going to win. I mean, probably the only benefit is that He's now going to get a better seed than if he would have went zero and two. That's probably yeah. ideal. Um, maybe you know, get him a eight or nine in the quarters instead of a you know two or three. If he you know if he was a six or seven seed because he lost, right? Mm-hmm. That's but, probably you know, ideal. The thing is, he's got. Um, he'll still have to. No, I think his schedule lays out pretty good. But he's going to be at Big Tens, and if you fall apart at Big Tens or lose two matches there, your seed can go from great but to he's, crushed. He's probably going to be the number one seed at Big Tens, right? You would think. Yeah, you would think. Because he lost to the Virginia Tech kid, and he lost to Brayton, but then he avenged it. Right, and the Big Ten duel often has more weight to it for whatever reason. Also, yeah. Lugo yeah. and uh, Brayton will wrestle at yeah. some point. Yeah. yeah. They have a duel. <clears throat> the, That'll be big. Ohio State's remaining schedule, Maryland, Nebraska, Northwestern, Penn State, so um, Sammy will be favored in all of those. Yeah. Yeah. So likely the number one seed. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I skipped 57 because I wasn't all interested. I don't know if you guys have anything on it. <laughs> no, keep going. 65. I thought Ethan Smith did a good job. I mean, he, he got a few takedowns in there. He fought hard. Um, I, You know, I, I they're in a tough situation because Ethan Smith is turning the corner. Caleb Romero is turning the corner, in my opinion. Um, and then they got Carson Karch on the bench. So where are they going to put those three guys next year? Um, because I believe what – um, Smith and Romero are both sophomores, right? Yeah, um, they're they're young. Yeah. I think, man, is there any way, any way Karchla can go fifty-seven? I don't, I don't feel like that's even a man. He's not tall. He's so good though. I mean, he he beats those. He's kind of right? thick too. 
He's thick, but he's short. I, I don't know. <laughs> if, if you're asking how it how it happens, I think it's something like that. I don't. Yeah. Man. Well, I got to I got I'm gonna pull no man. I got to wrestle with him when I was down there in I don't know. I think it was the, the Rudis Summit or something. Uh, I got to wrestle with him, and I'll tell you, he did not feel like a 5700. He feel big. Mm-hmm. He, he felt thick, thick and strong. Yeah. And you don't want to yeah. suck suck the muscle out of them either to get them down to yeah. fifty seven, but yeah, they're gonna yeah. they're it's gonna be a tough choice. Um, I don't know yeah. who goes. They they have maybe they one have of those bolt job, bolt yeah. job. I feel like neither of those guys really fit the profile of a of a bulk job candidate, but it may just have to be that. I mean, you know, Romero's just kind of spindly. I don't see him being able to pack on like serious muscle to be a, a eighty four. So yeah, I don't know what they're Maybe. gonna do next year, but yeah, Ethan Smith right now wrestling really, really well, and they'll cross that bridge when they get there. I could honestly see Karchla, Smith, Jordan being the lineup next year. No Romero. I just no Romero. Yeah, which is stinks. Stinks because he's what like number nine right now. Yeah, like, he's looking. Like a, he's looking good. Just seven. Beat, just he, beat Skaska. Seven. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be tough. They're going to have somebody good on the bench. Someone good will be on the bench. Yeah. It's part of the yeah. really good. The good program thing. Mm-hmm. So that was 65. Um, I mean, it was kind of weird. He got 14-10. It was like it was simultaneously Marinelli pushing for the major while Ethan Smith was like, no, actually, I'm just going to keep scoring points and make well, this Well, yeah, he got decision. that last takedown. And not only did he get the takedown, he wrote him out. I mean, for what, it was like 35, 40 seconds. I mean, it was a, it was a fairly long ride out. So, obviously uh, – Alex Marinelli probably can't be happy with that performance where you get taken down, ridden out the last forty seconds of the match when you're going for the major. Um, yeah, so I, I was I was impressed with Ethan Smith's composure, the way he stayed in the match, um, and you know I think he's been making big jumps this year because I, I wasn't nearly as impressed with him last year. I think he's really stepping up. Yeah, I agree, and to see him finish twice is is encouraging, as that's the biggest uh, hurdle for him mm-hmm. in my estimation. He finished on his feet that first uh, high crotch he took yep. against Marinelli. Got a little over aggressive, and Marinelli's reattacks are so so smooth that he pay, he paid the price for those. But overall, good job. And then Kimmer Kimmer Romero. Yeah, Kim, I mean Kimmer's just too good. Yeah. I think uh, you know. I think we'll see where he's at with Mark Hall this weekend. I I can't foresee him beating Mark Hall, but I think he's a very clear um, top four guy. I mean, the Lighty match I could see, or Labriola maybe I could see sneaking in there. But damn, Kimmer's having a really good year. Yeah, he looks good. And then Assad uh, Jordan, as I kind of mentioned, pretty pretty tight match there with uh, Assad winning that one. Yeah, I mean Ro- Rocky. I had not watched Rocky uh, a whole lot prior to this year, um, but you know he need he. I feel like he doesn't have a real dynamic offense. You know, just solid positionally, um, good basic takedowns. But you know, obviously Assad kind of can match him with that type of stuff. So um, yeah, I, I I don't know. This clear clear win by Assad, and that that's all there is to it. Hey, big shout out, Vogar Arujal, Vogar Arujal on the Facebook. Carson will go sixty five and be starter. He's really good. That's a Russian bias right there. That's from Vogar, dude. But he also knows. He knows. Well, everyone freaking knows. Do we need a Russian to tell us the Russians good? Listen, <laughs> just I'm just reading the man's thoughts. I'm honored that Vogar listens. That's exciting to me. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I want to read one comment from Nathan Clements. He said, did DeSanto give up the first takedown so he could score more points? Did he listen to FRL <laughs> last week? <laughs> he might have. Is he going for the Wisconsin State takedown record? I saw someone made that meme. That was really funny. 
<laughs> cannot rule that out. 97, no Jacob Warner. And so where's Jacob Warner? Did anyone ask? Coach Brands kind of made it sound. All right, so he said that Murin was nicked up, but he just made it sound like the decision was just no Warner. Just like, no. Not for any. It didn't sound like an Why? injury related reason. I don't know. Oh. He yeah, was chasing would've... girls too much on Thursday night. <laughs> I don't think it was that. <laughs> I would have liked to have. You know, it's it's a press conference, so it's hard to get follow up sometimes. But just you know, what do you mean by that? Like, like he, you know, Warner didn't have a good week of practice, and so he wanted to send a message to him, or like he wanted to get him healthy. He wanted you know him only to, him to only have to wrestle more once. Like what the reason was, but I mean, Brands always has a, a method to the madness, right? So I think uh, I think Jacob will respond in the right way to it. I remember, um, you know, I've been thinking about this, you know, got you know, team sitting guys and us talking about and Ben basically saying, it's, it's been like this, it's been like this. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to think more and more that that's the case. And then I was remembering, I don't know why I had this epiphany. Uh-oh. But I remember reading a season on the mat and I can't remember who it was. It might have been West Hand against Lesnar, but I can't remember who. But Gable held a guy out of a match and he said he hasn't earned the right to wrestle someone that good. Now, I'm not saying that's what Coach Brands was saying with Warner and, and Colin Moore. He's wrestled him before. But that was something that Gable did, right? And I remember that very distinctly. I can't remember who it was. I'm sure someone in the Facebook or YouTube chat has, like, read that book a bunch of times like me. can't remember who it was. If I had to keep guess. an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. A out. bunch of times? How many times have you read? I read the book once. How many times have you read it, CP? Um, <laughs> uh, Probably Three? Three? I don't know. Dang, yeah, you guys love that book, huh? I love it. I love it. It is really it, is it. Caleb's honestly, I credit that story. book. I yeah. Caleb hasn't read it yet. I I'm I'm not sure when to. What? Why are you withholding this from Caleb? He's definitely old enough to read that book. All right, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him right now. Tonight, it should be Christmas. Go give it to him right now. Take him out of right. school and give it to him. I'm right going. Now. I'm going to go to Miss Clement's <laughs> class and get, no. Um. Yeah. All right. I will tonight. Fine. You dared me. Um. Yeah. yeah oh, so man. I just thought about that this morning for whatever random reasons things pop into my head so yeah who knows why but there's always a reason and then yeah i mean if you oh sorry one more thing and if yeah i mean if terry brands thought there even a small injury just didn't look good and obviously you know it's going to be a big upset for warner to beat colin moore anyway so if he doesn't have to throw the throw him out there to take an l and obviously we know uh jacob warren has made it very clear that there are some mental issues right when he's yelling why does this always happen to me it's very clear that there's something up top here and so if he doesn't want to throw him out there to get embarrassed by Colin Moore, I think that's probably a wise move. Well, and, and also, you know, get him a, a couple weeks of just hard training and get him ready because the, the yeah. date is uh, January 31st. It's mm-hmm. Shakur Rashid. It's 197. It's against Penn State. And that's the yep. one where y- you really want to be completely yeah. locked in. You didn't need him. You've got Cash Wilkie. You've got a, a seasoned senior. And, um, yeah, you'll see him at Big Tens potentially and maybe NCAA. So, pragmatically, it makes sense. And finally, uh, I love Gibbons just called Gas Tank the Terry tank. the gas tank. Yeah, yeah. He just kept calling him the gas tank. He's got the gas tank's leg. But he was just, for all Jim Gibbons knows, he thinks his name is the gas tank. I love it. Oh, my God. But now everyone – Did you see, listen, did you see Minnesota did – yeah. So Minnesota Dim 32, they wrote the gas tank ran out of gas on a tweet. No, they That's called so him Gas rude. Tank Gable. Yeah, they said Gas Tank Gable. Well, then, but Minnesota no. on BTN. Yeah, Ben's right. Minnesota on BTN yeah. sent a tweet out and was like, look like Gas Tank ran out of 
gas. Wisconsin <laughs> did the same thing when oh, Thor beat him. How rude. How rude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, it's it's all in good fun. It's all in fun. And then Ohio State parties <laughs> back on him, and they send him the final score. Yeah, that's the, uh, that, that's the kind of trump card that Ohio State tends to it. have in these Well, domains. they can only do that against Minnesota, but. Well. <laughs> and other team, teams they beat. Yeah, yeah, but we were talking about the Iowa duel too. Oh, and they yeah, lost that. Uh, one. Yeah, can't they could that. not. They could not do that. In Iowa, Iowa I hey think guys, they, they didn't party on. I, I was a Christian. No. I was a big winner last week. I also got the over under on Ohio State. I, it was nine and a half. They scored eleven. Is that yeah? Why? You took the over. I don't think I took the over. No, we all took the no. under. We all took the under. So yes, yes. Pay, pay up. We need to crank out the push ups or something. <laughs> all right, no problem. You owe me push ups for a bet you lost against me. You never, you never paid up. What did I sure. do? What you you bet me that Kyle Hutter was an All American for Old Dominion. I was like, no, he's was not. He all, was he was he an All American? No. <laughs> you didn't oh really... come on, Kyle. Kyle Hutter, why'd you let me down? This is a long time ago. Obviously, we're talking about <laughs> Kyle Hutter. He was a beast. Oh, uh, I, lo- I love push up bets. Yeah, me too. Okay, so that was uh, Ohio State. I, I at least gas tank Gary. He locked up that two overs. He was uh, he was not going down without a fight. He's just outmatched against the, these elite heavyweights. Yeah, he fights the whole time. Yeah. He almost scored that little uh, shuck by takedown there at the end against Cassio. Yeah, he he really had him on the ropes. What at that out? All right, where do you want to talk about next, Ben? There's a lot of other matches. Um, this... I want to I want to talk about math, Christian. Oh, uh, shoot. Your, your, <laughs> it's my your premonition. Your premonitions have finally came true. The mm-hmm. team score difference went from 67 last week to only 63 this week. So the gap is narrowing. <laughs> the prophecy fulfilled. <laughs> We're going to get – it's going to – listen, it's going to keep coming. After Big Tens, it's going to get a lot closer. And then by NCAAs, you know, it could be under 20 points. Who knows what happens. All right. All right. You know, 63 to 20, it's a little bit of a stretch, but we'll do it. Yeah, it's going to Um. Let. Let's talk about Nebraska versus Penn State. That was this is an awesome dual meet. I think, uh, man, that uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is recency bias, kind of like with you saying guys are sitting out. I feel like duels are more exciting than they've ever been. I feel like I don't know. Maybe like ten years ago, there weren't like a couple. There feels like there's like a couple pins or texts in every big dual meet. Does it? I mean, am I am yeah. I totally off base here? Just like there's big moments and and there's big moments. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel maybe it's recency bias. Yeah, it it could be, but I don't know. It does feel a little different. I I think part of it is like there's a lot more fan support at the dual meets too. I just like the energy around. I mean, just watching. Oh, Purdue, that's true. Purdue Rutgers is is on paper a completely inconsequential match for these aren't teams that are really con- well. Purdue may be contending for a trophy, but they're they're a long shot. But man, both those teams were so fired up, such good energy. Oh yeah, that and, you know Parker Phillips awesome. versus JoJo Aragona doesn't mean much in in the national scheme of things, but man, that was a really good match. And same with the the heavyweight match, it, it was really cool. So I think you are getting more of those moments now. I think it's great. Yeah, and then the, the Nebraska. I think the Nebraska said the biggest crowd in their history. Yeah, I did. So I mean, yeah, right, right. So um, yeah, this, this match was awesome. Uh, I mean, it starts out Thompson, Meredith went to overtime, good match. And then, you know, you made the point that um, the Penn State guys looked, their their, their studs looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would generally agree with that. Um, you know, Mark, Mark Hall kind of came in clutch and pinned Lab Roll, which in, in what was a very close match. But what I would say back to that, Christian, is in the other spots where Penn State needs to score points, I feel like they got further away. I mean, 
Um, Shakur didn't look great. Aaron Brooks didn't look great. Obviously, Bo Piper, Jerry Verclaren, uh, Brandon Merritt. These guys did not have great matches. So in some spots, they looked really good. Mm-hmm. But in other spots, eh, not so good. I thought their big dogs looked great. I mean, Nick Lee, Major, Chad Red. I, I just – I have written off 25 is just – they're just not – it's just not in the conversation. So I'm not like – Looking for something but, there, you know what I'm saying? Okay, but Penn State can't score points at 33, 41, 65, and 74 and win a national title. It's impossible. Well, Iowa's too good this year. Yeah, they're too perhaps good. that's true. They, they need – where they do need are the weights you mentioned. I mean, 84 and 97 have to be good at NCAAs this year mm-hmm. for Penn State to be in the mix. If Brady Berge doesn't come back, I think you stick a fork in it completely. Uh, I, but I, I, I think he will disagree. be back. You think yeah. he'll be, he's back? I, I do think he'll be back. Mm. I'm hopeful at least. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, what are the takeaways from this to me? Uh Labriola, I used can I can I relive my high school glory for a second? Let's do Christian? it. Let's do it. My senior high school, um, I get the first takedown in the sectional finals. So it's it's regionals and sectional in the state. So sectional finals against the number two ranked kid in the state. I hurt my ankle in the takedown. I got taken down three times in a row because I couldn't really stand up, okay? Mm. Second period, I choose top. Yeah, baby. I fake like I'm gonna let him go. He turns in, bam, cradle on him, stick him, uh, <laughs> and I hobble and I hobble off the mat. And that was exactly the uh, tactic that Mark Hall used. Why? Why Mike Labriola just turned in and got cradled? Listen, bro, you're a college wrestler ranked in the top ten. You should know just like, hey, don't just look at the guy and get cradled. Come on, that, that was absurd. It's something you see the Penn State guys do and other guys do. I- you every time I see a near side cradle locked up off a kind of a release situation, I'm like, what? How does that happen so well, much? That's me, what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, I don't understand it. It's like so. It's it's just ingrained in you as someone that's been pinned a lot. You know, head near the knee is typically not <laughs> oh, is typically not good. It's like all right, well, I don't want to do this. from CP. I love yeah, it. Yeah, see, that's where Ben and I have great synergy. The the cradler and the cradlee or the cradled. Um, so oh, you just kind of know, awesome, right? CP. You kind of know. But you see it yeah, all the time, so know. I figure they just they just kind of get tricked or something, or maybe they think there's there's somewhere else and they're doing it. But you see it routinely. Yeah, it's not. You see it against good wrestlers too. Well, yeah, Labriola is really good. There's, I mean, there's what twenty seconds left in the dual meet. He's losing by four, so if he gets cut, he's losing by three. I mean, yeah, and then he just turns in and gets stuck. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. One I, thing that um, was, and I've been poo pooing, not poo pooing Penn State, but just I've mm-hmm. been very much like. Like I think this is Iowa's year. I think there's. I think it's just no question that that they're better this year. And I think, but part of that's because of Penn State's injuries. But all of that aside, I have really enjoyed watching Mark and Chenzo their senior years. Like try to put their teams on their back. Like Chenzo creating separation from Isaiah White. Mark Hall getting stalling out Joey Gunther. Uh, getting a pin against Labriola. Like just just doing things that seniors are supposed to do to like carry your team and be like no this this mm-hmm. team race isn't over we're gonna do everything that we can we're gonna make sure that we do everything in our power to make penn state as good as it's been so it's just been really awesome to, to watch those two this year and just how they've in my opinion they've, they've put their team on their back as much as they possibly can and we said chinzo white is a one to two takedown two point match every single time and he came yep. out uh, White stung with two hard doubles. Mm-hmm. Chinzo, I mean, his hips have to be just <laughs> unreal strong. Best hips yeah. in, in the country, I'll say. And then a 5-1, just White was never in the match after that, right? That's, that sends right. a message. So those two guys looked really good. RBY and Lee looked really good. But, yeah, as you say, Ben, it's, you know, 49 is going to be tough for them. 57 without Bergie is going to be tough. And if that's the version of Shakur that 
they're going to get. It's going to be tough. But also maybe the conversation is Eric Schultz is just maybe on the level right now. You know, he yeah. beat Jacob, er- I mean, Eric Jacob Warner and Shakur Rashid back-to-back uh, weeks. So he does have some losses this year, but still, maybe Schultz is just right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're thinking of – I think you're thinking of Schultz, uh, in my, at least in my head. I don't know how you guys think of him. He's an All-American type guy, but mm-hmm. he's not like – I don't think Eric Schultz can challenge for a title. Right. And, th- I mean – that's kind of like if you said if you said to me, well, can Shakur sneak in for an All American spot right now? Yeah, sure. Can Shakur was the number two seed at Nationals last year? So if you said to me, can just could Shakur challenge for a title right now? I'd say no way. No way. I mean, that's all. And you that's can what they say need. Right that's now. what they need. That's what I they know. need. I, part of me wonders, did he not? You know, with the weight change, kind of mid year, the plan was for him to go eighty four. Yeah. Is he not big enough? Does he not trust his knee yet? Is he not just fully? Has he just been off the mat too much? I don't know. Yeah. It could be a, a number yeah, of things. It's probably a combination of all that. Yeah. Dude, and Schultz looked big out there too. He's he's looked yeah. probably the best he's ever looked these past few weeks. And the other, the most concerning thing was guys are getting away from Shakur. And that's like his thing. He gets on top. Yep. He can trap the leg and, and work for cradles. If he's not riding, it's going to be even tougher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he had a mean, you know, his, he was known for his cross-face cradle, obviously. And, yeah, not not doing so hot on top at all. No. Who knows? Maybe he sticks Jacob Warner on Friday night and the roof blows off of Carver Hawkeye. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, you never know. That will not be my Tuesday headline. Oh, okay. I'm Yeah, I can't wait for that. We'll have to do those Wednesdays. You can, so you I, can, I can, you can steal that. <laughs> all right. I probably won't because I'm going to Iowa City. <laughs> I like safety. Okay, uh, any further thoughts on Penn State and Nebraska? I mean, that, that Mark Hall pin, mm. how big is that? They maybe don't win. Huge. If, actually, they don't win, probably. They don't win. They don't win. Yeah. <clears throat> Crazy. If he doesn't hit the yeah. cradle. Um, let me think. No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't see Nickley being Chad Red that bad. I thought that was um, going to be way more competitive. Uh, and, and really, the lo- Love It, uh, Bravo Young over Love It, there was uh, – you know, it was five three, and Lovett took a dumb shot, and then and then also got caught in inside cradle. Um, I actually was just telling the kids I coached last week that that's a great situation when you hit that go behind and they turn in um, to cradle them up. And so that went from a five three match to a eleven three match in what the last 20, 30 seconds. Yes, and Lovett was almost pinned there as well. There's some controversy yes. over the Verclaren pin. I thought he looked. Oh, pinned. I thought that was a pin for sure. I thought he was okay. Thank you. As someone that did a lot what, of pins. What about you guys? Everyone else agrees or no? I didn't even realize it was controversial. I watched it by myself. I didn't realize it was controversial. No, he was glued. Twitter was, well, yeah. Penn State Twitter was not pleased. They thought it was bad pin call. Shocking. Also, the guy was, the ref was literally <laughs> right there in position, like in perfect position staring hey, at the pin. can I give a shout out? Because sometimes I, I take a crap on refs and, you know, I, I feel like it's fair. I was at NC State, NC State, Virginia. This freaking referee, I don't know who he was. He was nailing every scramble. He was on top of it. He didn't miss award takedowns. He held the points when they should be held. He was on fire. That's all I got to say. Referee, nice. NC State, Virginia. All right, we'll try we to get We can talk that about game. that duel if you want to. I didn't. I did not watch. Uh, I did not watch that duel. Uh, it? I'll, I'll fill you in. Jacob Jacob Camacho wrestled really competitively against uh, Jack Mueller. It was four two, and he was kind of bringing the heat on him. Um, <laughs> No other real big matches except Nick Greening got hurt against J.A.L.O. I think Did that looked bad. Like bad? A, I, I, I didn't think so. I, I didn't think it looked that bad. Um, it was in a scramble. I believe it was the first scramble of the match, if, I, if I'm correct. Um, 
And man, the you know that wasn't a very big dual meet. Um, but UNC, NC State are in the the Reynolds Arena is freaking awesome. Yes, uh, beautiful place, and it was really loud. And actually, uh, I had Pat Pop and Coleman Scott both on the Rudis podcast yesterday, which will be coming out today. And uh, it's it's so impressive how good the ACC is getting. I mean, Amazing. they have four teams that are top what 10, 12? Mm-hmm. Yes, somewhere there. It's so impressive, and so NC State. NC State UNC wrestle in a couple weeks. I feel like there's going to be a lot of heat in that duel meet. Yes, I can't wait for that duel. Um, yeah, we've been talking about ACC a lot. Really tough conference, and maybe that's a good segue for the um, yeah. UNC Virginia Tech beatdown. North Carolina twenty three, <laughs> yeah, Virginia Tech seriously. ten, and a duel I thought would be super close, and I kind of leaned VT because I thought you know they might have the advantage in the lightweights, and really the coin flip matches. They went UNC's way. They were just they were just redder, more ready. They were better. And then the big one, of course, Kennedy Monday. Tech falls. David McFadden. McFadden yeah. got the first takedown here, and then it yep. was all terrible from then. From then on, <laughs> kept. I mean, what can you say? Monday was getting to legs, putting them down, putting yeah. them on his back routinely. Well, I mean, real, real. Okay, so I, I, Kennedy Monday did great. I don't want to say, take anything away from that. But David McFadden did the same dumb, dumb a thing two times. He tried to uh, do a, a halfway leg pass and got caught in a Turk off two off Ken, two of Kennedy Monday's attacks. So you know, I, I usually think of David McFadden as a really intelligent wrestler, but that that was some really bad decision making there. Yeah, I I don't know what was. I would have never. If you give me ten guesses at the result, I would never have guessed Monday would would technical fall David McFadden. And, yeah, I do think he was making some tactical errors, and I think Kennedy Monday was ready for the dive roll, which, you know, McFadden yeah. is really good at. But, yeah, yep. as far as getting split that many times, that, sh- that shouldn't happen to a fifth-year senior, three-time All-American. Um, yeah. But it did. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah. I don't – honestly, when a match is, like, that much of an outlier, sorry, I, I kind of like – I don't know what to make of that yet. I'm not ready to make some sweeping proclamation that now sweeping make a sweeping proclamation, please. I re- okay, my proclamation is That's... that I I this means nothing to me basically. I don't. Oh, I don't look wait. Like... Wow. What is am I am I just to believe that all of a sudden Kennedy Monday didn't lose to the guys he lost to already this year and that I'm I'm, I'm sudden... actually I'm going I'm going to look it up right now who he lost to. I tweeted it the other day, and I don't. He lost to um, Quentin. When Perez. you say sweeping proc- proclamation, you know who I think of sweeping proclamation? I think Nomad makes sweeping proclamations. Like that's <laughs> like I think Nomad. I think sweeping proclamations. I don't. Yeah. It could, so he lost to Phil Conigliero, Danny Bronigal, and Qu- Shane Griffith and Quentin Perez this year. He got pinned by Perez, which is a really crazy close match. Lost seven five yeah. to Conigliero. All those guys are pretty tough. I mean, well, yeah, not, exactly. Top, Kennedy Monday is really guys. tough. Yeah, I think he, I yeah. think Kennedy Monday is really tough too. But I'm not ready to sure. put him in that top five category yet. Even though before the season, I was like, yeah, I was super high on Kennedy. I was like, this is a guy. If you're looking at UNC's lineup, where they're not getting a lot of rankings points, this is a dude that I think has the ability to be a, a, a top five guy. And that's what yeah. I said at the beginning of the year. But then he's he's gone on to. So I think he can beat a lot of these guys, but. The other thing we've seen is he can lose to a lot of guys, and no one's putting yeah. Phil Conigliero and Danny Bronigal on the podium right now. I'm not. Right. 
Outside yeah. of Chapel Hill I, I, and the Monday family, I don't know if there's been a bigger defender of Kennedy M- Monday than CP. Yes. For two and a half years now. Yeah, I, and I, I still think he could he could make a he could make a deep run, but I'm not gonna say well he tech followed McFadden so he's better than McFadden and he's gonna go on and win ACCs and be top <laughs> if five. Te- if, you, if you tech fall someone, it usually means you're better than them. <laughs> Is it, ah, we'll see. We'll see. I, that, this listen, goes back David, into the, the pin, let's go back. Let's go back. Tech. David McFadden was technical fouled by Max Roscoff, and then that year McFadden placed fifth at NCAs. And what's up with the, what's up with McFadden giving up tech falls to people? It doesn't happen much, but it happened then. It happened then, and Max Max DMP. I think he was one and two or zero oh and two that year. So and, it actually oh does not mean that, and I I feel like it wow. probably has happened other times. In fairness to McFadden, he's only lost by bonus points twice in his entire career. Yes. Those are his only two really? bonus point losses. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he just has those days where he says, I'm going I'm going to give up 20 points today, dog. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get in a shootout, and uh, it may not go well. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of throw it out a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Not, um, but, yeah, that's that's my take. I don't know what if you have any other opinions. I, 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 I mean, that, that blows me away that – uh, that he's been tech fouled multiple times. I would not have guessed that at David McFadden. And I mean, when you watch this match, even even in the third period, right after I said he gave him twelve points out of the out of the you know poor uh, funk roll, but even third period, uh, Kennedy Monday goes and gets the takedowns to finish the match to finish the tech fall. So it's like ah, it's really hard to say. Well, yeah, Kennedy Monday is not a lot better than David McFadden. It's just hard for me to think think and or say that. Yeah. Uh well, I, I'll say I wish I was going to ACCs because I, I like. I think it's gonna be a really fun team race. I think you can't throw Pitt out, but I think UNC, NC State, Virginia Tech are probably the class of the ACC and the ones likely to um, emerge. I think it's gonna be. I was at ACCs. Yeah. Oh shoot! It was before I worked at Flow. It was at UVA. It was awesome. And that's where you got that Darren Caldwell video at, right? Yeah, yeah. That was uh that was one. What of Darren first- Caldwell video? Where Darian Caldwell, uh, we were, this is probably definitely I- illegal, but um, we were just <laughs> there. It was me and, and my wrestler, Zach Ritchie, were there. We got, like, press credentials, and we're just, like, filming matches at the ACC and putting them up. And uh, Darian Caldwell did, like, a cartwheel against, I think it was Nick St- Stabile of UNC. Yeah, someone from North Carolina. And then he does a cartwheel out. And then he immediately turns face and does a super super ducks him for two. It was like the most. Oh, like, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. That was uh, that was filmed by yeah, me. That, that was, was like my pre-flow debut. But anyways, this yeah. close team race is really really exciting. So the ACCs is is well, really fun. I think we'll learn a lot about NC State and Pitt this weekend because they wrestle on Saturday night. Yeah, Heck yeah. Um, so we'll get a better feel for how that will probably shake up in uh, March. Yes, indeed. Okay. So, that was uh what? I just, I always enjoy when you're like, well, so what do we do next here? Yeah, where we go? I don't know where we want to go next, but a lot of people do want us to talk about you and I, Oklahoma State. Dude, that was a, <laughs> such a fun duel. Dude! It was Dude. great. It was great. And that was another crowd that was packed. I mean, they, I don't know how many oh, people they no. had in there, but it looked, it looked like a lot. It looked awesome. It sounded awesome. Those people are crazy about you and I. And I think you you kind of saw in the first match, you can kind of get these little like these kind of pictures of the team, right? Is like 
Yeah. You and I was a little bit leveled up there. They looked at just a little oh, yeah. bit, have a little bit more. You could see it in the Swarm match. Swarm had been teched and majored by Pitch. And that was – there were some dicey scenarios there where Pitch had to go out. Mm-hmm. He had a, a quick escape takedown type of thing, and obviously he's better than Swarm on his feet. But Swarm had some threatening positions. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to get away from Swarm there when Pitch got that turn in the first. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But then he – Battled back, and like you said, he almost had that cradle a few times. Yeah. So you knew then, it's like, okay. And then Skalardzik, the pride of Austin, Texas. Westlake. Big <laughs> shout. That's right. We're coming. We're coming, guys. Uh, at least Jack is. And um, he takes out Reese Whitcraft, which is – that's definitely a toss-up match, which I, I thought Jack would win that one probably. And then 41, another toss-up. Uh, and you and I – Blockus takes out Dusty Hone. When the Scholarship win looks even better because in the next day, Reese, Whisk- we- yeah. Reese Whitcraft beats Todd Small. Todd not small. So and and also that that kind of plays into another thing of like two Oklahoma State teams. I thought well, uh, I thought Oklahoma. I State- think John John Smith gave him a good old butt chewing on Saturday. I said, boys, I don't know what you were doing there in that <laughs> arena, but if, if you happens like that again tomorrow, we're gonna have some issues. And and they said. I don't want issues with John Smith. Uh, so we better go out and wrestle. <laughs> Doggone it, they did. I was like, man, they got to make weight in like 10 hours. They're going to just they're yes. gonna be hating life so hard. They just lost to you and I for the first time since 91. Well, let's finish with the yeah. you and I duel, then get to that duel. <laughs> 1991. How old were you? I wasn't born yet. Dad, uh, he wasn't born. You were born yet, Bracky? No, no. I was born you? in 92. Uh, I was probably either zero or one. Depending oh, my gosh. He was what? zero years no, old. No, yeah, man, you're that young? You're that young? I was born 1231-90. Unless it happened on New Year's Eve 90, yeah. 91, then I was zero years old. Wow. Zero years old. Wow. Zero. Oh, my God. <laughs> CP, how old are you? I don't even know how, you, how old are like, you, CP. We're like the same age. I was born in 85. The same age? I was born in 84. Okay. I'm the oldest guy. Ah! 84. When were you born, Ben? 84. 84. July. Uh, July. Oh, you got me. I'm September. Wow. Congrats I'm on the old age. man, baby. Are you Are you class of 2002 or three, Ben? Two. 2002. Oh, I'm, I'm a young, young end. Yeah, you yep. are. Freaking young. Okay. That yep. This weekend, you know, like you and I, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, it, it, it very clearly showed just how um, – how big of swings there can be in matches like throughout the course of the year, right? Because Northern Iowa loses to South Dakota State, and you know, uh, Coach Schwab talked about that in his Monday press conference yesterday, and like, hey, you got to respond to these things. Then they go out and beat Oklahoma State, and then as you guys mentioned, Oklahoma State be- beats Iowa State. Like, there's just so much variance in um, guys rest, you know, like guys wrestling throughout the year. So it's and it's it's good for us because we get to do three shows a week, but it's it's it makes it hard sometimes to really quantify like okay, which version of a guy you're going to get. And it's just this weekend perfectly encapsulated that for me, like more so than yeah. some other weekends. And if, if all you momentum lovers, I think 157 is maybe a case for you guys. It's Keaton Gertz. <laughs> momentum Dubai. lovers. Um, yes. I did not see that coming at all. Keaton was 9-11. and 11. He was 9-11 and 11 coming into that match. And, I mean, he he was his defense and counterattacks were on point because Sheets was – was in a couple times. It looked like he was going to score, and then mm-hmm. Gertz turned it into his own points. It was really impressive. And then for him to, because it, it kind of looked, she's got that mm-hmm. takedown in the third. I was like, he's gonna. I was like, he's gonna Figure come back out. and win this. And then he he figured it out. He 
and manned up and created a couple stalemates off some good scrambles and got it done. Sheets, I think, found himself in that weird zone where it's like, do I ride out for yeah. the thing because I'm kind of good on top, or do I let him up? Because the momentum was kind of looking Sheets' way. It looked like he was mm-hmm. starting to figure it out. I, I think now that we know, but I think he probably rode a little too long uh, where maybe he should have cut, but we know that now, but they didn't know that then. Booby Thomson, which 5-2, f- but it was actually a little – it was kind of closer than that. It was a pretty close match. And, yeah. uh, but Boo's looking pretty good. I, I, I could, ju- I think you could justify ranking him number one over Sasso. I didn't even look at who you guys did rank number one. Well, Christian, you alleged it's not you. So, um, <laughs> is it who was ranked number one by the guys at Flow? Boo Allen was it ranked Boo. number one. Oh, Boo was number one. I would have put Sasso one. Yeah, you would have. I agree, Ben. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been wrong. Do you agree, no man? Mm-hmm. Would have been wrong. Yeah, I mean, they're going to talk about it tomorrow on who's number one the show, which you guys should watch, by the way. Oh no! What time Spay is it? better at? not lay down. I'm going to be watching. If Spay lays down, I'm coming in the Spay. studio and yelling. Spay, Spay needs a, a stern talking to before the match. Uh, before the match, before the show. <laughs> no, that's the his mentality. Yeah, you need to you need to get in there. You need well, to give him a slap. Get, yeah, Tom Brand smack yeah. to the face. It really yeah. sucks that Spay has laid down a few times on FRL because him and I have like some great arguments all the time. He just doesn't necessarily bring that heat on camera. Him yeah. and I about this fought a few weeks ago about Noah Adams. Oh yeah, oh, that was great. That was bad. <laughs> Brad, he, he was, was wrong. I was. He, you were right. You were right. I was on that schooling one. him, and then he was like, "You don't need to get personal." <laughs> So he just it got, got, it got personal. It got personal I over Noah Adams. I called him some names. <laughs> <laughs> threatened his family. Yeah, it only nice his involved. dad. It's like he threatened his mom. Oh my no, God. I didn't threaten anybody. I just called him names. Yeah. Which, I don't, it's, you know. But yeah, he just needs to bring that heat on camera. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, the, the fire's burning in the belly. You just yeah. it extinguishes he, when he gets on the when he gets on the mic. That is true. That uh, is true. <laughs> Uh, he's a nice Maybe he had too much Casey's. Maybe too much Casey's pizza. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, Christian, Whitla- are you Yo. and I going to – we need to get this We need to get this Friday night call sponsored, and you and I can enjoy a, a Casey's pizza on yeah. live on air. Casey's, <laughs> holler at us. We'll have the Friday night broadcast sponsored by Casey's, and you and I can eat a pie. It would be we funny. Think. I, I think of a good way to spin zone it since there's no way we're going to get any sort of sponsorship between now and Friday is if we, like, find some coupons uh, and say that that's the sponsorship. We get, like, a bo- <laughs> like a, bo- like a BOGO situation. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, I will, I've never had Casey's Pizza, uh, admittedly. I'm not avoiding it. Just never really. I don't know how many really? times I've even stopped at Casey's for gas. Well, the problem is you have never to had Casey's? Yeah, you haven't been to Fargo because that's where we go every single morning before yeah. wrestling starts. We to get smash like, some Casey's. To get like snacks and, you know and drinks. Please well, tell on. me you guys don't eat the breakfast pizza. Please tell me that's not that's the That's the best, Ben. That's the best pizza. Oh, no, not the breakfast pizza. <laughs> yes, the sausage. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> so listen up. Here's why oh, you're wrong about the Fargo ooh. thing. Because even if I was there, you know what I do when I'm at Fargo. I'm yeah. on that meal plan. I know. I'm oh, eating in the yeah. hall, in you the and, mess hall. You and Willie, like two years ago, like pinky promised to be at Fargo the next year, and then neither of you were there. I forget. How many happened. years has CP missed Fargo now? Oh, it's been two or three. Just, I've been there. just since uh, I would do. Pert near anything to miss Fargo. <laughs> I cannot explain uh, 
Like, it, 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 if there's like a one through eighty of you know events, like one being the one I love the most and eighty being the one I hate the most, it's like eighty and then it skips like sixty-five. I hate Fargo with a burning passion. Wow, really? Burn it to Why? The Is it so? It's so long, or what's the problem? Everything. I don't have time to get into wow. all the reasons. Why? I, I, well, I gotta it. know. Give me top three reasons. Top three reasons. <laughs> top long. three reasons. It's insanely long. It's too long. It's too long. Okay. The weather is horrid. And what do you mean? It's like it's eighty days of sunny every no, day. No, it's like no, it's like one hundred and five and humid and and it has mosquitoes never been are terrible. The that mosquitoes be, are terrorists. Um, it just when, are sucks. We, when are we outside? When are you outside? Yeah, you walk well, across the street to B Dubs. Yeah, well, you didn't have to sleep in the godforsaken Motel Six where the AC was broken, so you had to have the windows open, and there was no screen in the windows, so the, the mosquito terrorists came no. in and just <laughs> ravaged you at night. Why not? Hey, whose fault see, was beat that? Beat your book, you guys, at the only four star in, in Fargo. Not my fault. Yeah, not it mine wasn't either. your fault. Yeah, and you had the choice, and you're like, I'm staying with him. I did because so I didn't know that he's gonna do that. Because CP was like, "Oh, like you're not, you're not even staying in the dorms this time. We better." I'm like, "No, we're staying in worse. We're staying in <laughs> that, freaking that place was camp. worse than <laughs> the dorms. I stayed in the me. very nice that Holiday was, Inn with Mike. Uh, Wisconsin used to stay at that Motel Six every single year. So every single year I competed at Fargo, we stayed at the Motel Six that you guys are talking about. Legit. Just full cement, full cement walls everywhere. No, uh, or cement block. <laughs> no, no drywall." Nothing in the pool, nothing, just cement blocks everywhere. It is kind of like a prison. God, Love it. Awful. <laughs> you know, I'll get back to Fargo some year. I won't be this year because the Olympic Games are in July. So. No, they're in, are they in August for wrestling? Yeah, August 2nd, Aren't they late 8th. July? Okay, still you way too us- much. I need to acclimate. <laughs> you know, USA Wrestling was here last week, and they say uh, you need, for however many time zones you travel, you need a day of acclimation. So That's dumb. <laughs> is that too much? <laughs> That's dumb, yeah. <laughs> dumb. Ben, ben just goes to Singapore I, and fights three hours later. Yeah. Yeah, no, you got I me. Mean, I'd say you need like you do need like two days or three days, but I went across the damn other side of the world. That would be like thirteen days. You don't need thirteen days. Give me a break. Okay. Give the me a break. Kazakhstan like, this couple. year. We we did it perfectly because of the long no man layover, knows how to the long layover in JFK, the long layover in Moscow, and then the timing of the flight. It was overnight to Kazakhstan because you know, you're like you're not supposed to fall asleep right away because then you'll yep. screw it up. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, like I felt like I was acclimated in a day. It was awesome. I, Boom! Yeah. One I peaked. Day. It was good. And then you guys all came back with a cough. Yeah. Yeah, we did get Kazakhstan whooping cough. That's, which, that was an unfortunate that was a tough situation. All right, we were somehow talking about you and I, Oklahoma State, and it ended up. We were at one sixty-five. We we were at one. Hey, I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna tweet Casey's Pizza right now. Do it. What do you think about that? All right, see what you can do. At least they can throw us some. What, what's their damn Twitter handle? Casey's what? Casey's gas station. Beats me because they're they're. It's not Casey's Pizza. It's a general hey, store. Hey Ben. It's a gen- <laughs> Oh, it is a general <laughs> store. You're right. While you're, you're tweeting right on that. Casey's <laughs> at Casey's Gin Store. Casey's Gin Store. Did you found it. Only yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that I'll really put... the Twitter handle? Oh, yeah. Thirty. Casey's How are they not verified? They have thirty-one thousand followers. How are they not verified? This is absurd. Ben, look at that tweet from January twenty-fifth. How can you not eat that pizza? Oh, that looks delicious. Yeah. I'm gonna. They make it. For you, they make it for you right there. The uh... ladies, they, they take it. They make it and they put it right there for you. They're so nice. What a bunch of but nice. Why are they not verified? That's ridiculous. Uh, that <laughs> is kind of ridiculous. 19 hours ago, they said, it's party time. Feed your whole crew and save on our new party packs. That might be the closest you guys get to a sponsorship. A party, party pack. pack. 
All right, we'll get a party pack. I really want to try their taco pizza. Everyone in Iowa says that's oh, the God. that's the Stop. that's the oh. that's that's the Ben Askren uh, melding uh, of his two worlds: tacos and pizza. Oh, I love tacos and I love pizza. I never put them together. <laughs> yeah, well, you should. Uh, that's bull crap. All right, Whitlake looks good. Oh my gosh, Bryce Steyer, what are you doing to poor Joe Smith? That was terrible. But oh, that was terrible. It inspired Joe. I thought he was going to get pinned in that. Uh, it was like a bottom leg Turk. <laughs> It was not good. Mm, that, was, that, that was so ugly. Yeah, I I didn't understand why they put Joe Smith out there. When after like when we saw the result, it was like, yeah. well, if you knew he was gonna look like that, why'd you wrestle him against Bryce Steyer? But then he totally but redeemed then. himself. And he literally looked like a completely different wrestler. He got two takedowns in the third period. He was coming hard. He was attacking the whole match. And uh I think this is probably a pretty good segue to this. Um then that sparked Kevin Dresser to just pretty much undress his whole lineup. Oh my god! Top to him uh, in his press conference, which I know there are a lot of people that are like, "Oh, is this the best strategy?" Da 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 da. He it worked at Virginia Tech. He, he did it multiple times at Tech. He did. He used to like routinely. Okay. I don't, I don't want to burst you guys' bubble, but there's a psychology concept here that's really important. You guys want to hear about it or it might yes, be, yeah. You, hit us, you guys can just up. call. Call me a nerd and tell me to go away. That's fine. So there's something that's called re- regression to the mean theory, right? So if there's this is the mean, right? This mm-hmm. is like what your average performance is. Obviously, everyone goes like this, right? Yeah. Some people, like David McFadden, his dip is probably like all the way down here because uh-huh. you know he got tech balled by guys who aren't that good. So regression to the mean. When you go up, right, and you have this good performance, coaches are mostly like, good job, buddy. Way to go. And then when you go down, they're like, oh, what was that? You suck. And so what happens is we always regress to the mean. Whether we're up here or whether we're down here, we always come back to the mean, right? So when they yell at them and the guys come back to the mean, they then credit themselves for yelling at them for their performances, you know, regression to the mean. And when they say good job, they think, oh, I shouldn't do that because, well, they regress to the mean. Really really what they should think is, well, the coach probably isn't that important as, as they think they are because there's always a regression to the mean. Well, I agree with that, but I I get what you're saying. I this felt that, like something that was building with Dresser for a while. Okay. That and is I, a proven psychological concept. And, you guys can read about that well, if you'd like to. I don't disagree with that. And I yeah. think it would be totally um correlated if you just said, Oh, I yelled and they did better. That would be that would not be sound. That, but that's but, what a lot of coaches think. But he said but that's not what but Coach Dresser was basically like, We're going we're changing how we do things. He's like Gave a lot of trust. Yeah. Let them do this stuff. They're not telling the truth. He kept saying they're not being honest with themselves. They're not being honest with them. They're not telling me what they're doing. So it's lifestyle stuff. They're getting way too big and they got to crash down. Yeah, so that he, was the thing for me is he was like calling out how how they're living their lives essentially. Yeah. Oh. And like, like he was like twenty five. He didn't say names. He was going by weight class. He was like twenty five doesn't care enough. Yeah, it's not important to him. It's not important to him. He's like seventy four oh. thinks they know how to do it better than everybody else. And just he he said like Parker, Carr, and Grimmel were fine. And then everybody else he had something to say. He's like forty one great, forty nine, blah blah blah. Like we we need that we need that again. Fifty seven's coming along, sixty five is not important. I mean it was like, whoa. Ben uh, I was where, wondering where, where, going where was to... Jer- Sorry, go ahead. He's hurt. I was just gonna say I was wondering you're going through regression the mean thing, but like I'm sure you've done this as a coach, what they're talking about. Like, you've let guys be like, fine, you know, you're not going to listen. We'll let you have your thing if you get the results, and we'll keep doing it your way. But if there's not, then can we try it my way? I'm sure you've done that, right? 
Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. And so, I mean, obviously there is some, so that I don't want my speech to make me think that there's nothing to coaching. Cause obviously I don't think that is true. I just think coaches kind of overthink their importance, especially specifically more on the bottom side. When kids, when people have terrible performance, the coach yells at them and all of a sudden, it, you know, listen, every kid's going to have a crap performance once in a while, right? Nobody's perfect. And so when the coach yells at them, they have that crap performance, well, just naturally, that kid's probably going to have a better performance next time. They're not always going to have that dog crap performance. So, um, no, I, I agree with that, but I would just kind of bring that up because a lot of people over-attribute over that. Okay, well, that's basically what you said John Smith probably did with Oklahoma State. He said they got yeah, but John John Smith's scary, so it probably works. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. You are right, sir. Uh, uh, yeah, but funny. I mean, like, come on. Okay, listen. Okay, no John Smith yelling or not. You wrestle you and I versus Oklahoma State uh, ten times in a dual meet. How many times is Oklahoma State going to lose? I don't know. N- not a lot. Yeah, they're not going to lose that dual meet a lot. So that you would agree that that is a significantly worse than average performance, right? Against sure. You and I. Yeah. So nat- naturally, they're going to come up a little bit. Yeah. Then you get John Smith yelling at him, and they come up a little bit more. Yeah, P- perhaps. I think it's. I, I think you could make the argument Oklahoma State didn't wrestle good. I also there was maybe one. Or, I mean, there there, there were definitely one. some swing matches, but there was right. Fifty-seven was the only real match where it was like that was a surprise, like. Yeah, yes, you and I wrestled well, and maybe Oklahoma State didn't. Didn't well, but 30, 33, I, I don't think match. he takes one that's good. Larzik over, uh, over, uh, Whitcraft unranked. Every, he's ranked now, yeah, but true freshman. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, so, I mean, the other the other part about the UNI duel, you could agree, you could also say that UNI probably wrestled better than average, right? I mean, I think that that's fair, yeah. Also. I could, you could say that. I think they wrestled really well. I do, I do yes. agree with that. Well, I, th- I think, um, if if you had an athlete Ben that was not don't don't you have the right don't you have to I mean Izzy talked about it, you have to tell the truth to tell these yeah, guys the oh, truth yeah, of about course. Agreed. you're not you're you're letting your weight get out of control you're not living the lifestyle that's yeah. conducive to yeah. Division One winning so I mean aren't I'm sure you're telling your athletes the truth especially your elite guys yes. when they're not doing the right thing Agreed. so so what's the difference um. No, no, I, I was, I was not, I was not saying dressers not doing a good job. I wasn't saying that at all. I was just saying, when you think about these things, when you think about coaches yelling at the teams and then the performance switching, you also have to consider the regression to the mean theory. Got I it. think that's really important. I think that's a really important piece that people forget about. And if someone has a ter- if David McFadden has gets tech balled last Friday night or whatever it was. Uh-huh. He's obviously going to have a better performance next time. Like that, that's like the low of the low yes. for him, right? And so, whether someone yells at him or not, he's going to have a better performance the next time out, Got right? It. So that's obviously consider that also when you're thinking about these things. Yeah, I think we should re-examine this in the off season because I do think it's a really good discussion that could honestly take up like a third of an FRL. But yeah, I Man, think if, like, I can we just see the clickbait FRL five hundred two the regression to the mean podcast. <laughs> We are most listened to one yet. Uh, Flow wrestling clickbait added again. Okay. Um, any no, further... no man is the king of clickbait, so I'm glad he wants to talk about it. Yes. My favorite is when I get accused of clickbait for a tweet. Yes. With no link in it. What are you clicking? What are you... <laughs> clickbait to what? That one uh, just, I can't. They don't understand. I, I don't People know, like to one. just say that. It's just like a fun word to say. They don't actually know what it means. It doesn't even have to make sense when they say it. They just say it. 
Okay. Um, other dual thoughts, Ben? Um, no, I think I think we covered. Well, are we gonna talk about Ohio State, Minnesota? Yeah, we can talk about that one. Yeah, we can go there. You want want to go there? Okay. Man, I feel. Um, I tell you what, twenty five. I feel for Malik Heinzelman is just he's too small. Too small. Too is small. That, is that been proven? Have we seen him on a scale? What does he weigh? I've proven it scientifically. There are many, many, well, si- many scientists. No man's a size expert. No man's a size Dan? expert. No man. I do not think. Please. I think he is one of the rare 125s that rare. is not full sized, and I don't think it's for lack of trying because they lift heavy at Ohio State, and they have good nutrition and They have good all those things to get you big and strong. And I just think Malik is a naturally small human. And you you just look at how he gets countered. Like he just kind of gets balled up, like folded yeah. in, in positions that are just clearly like those are the things that when you have the practice matchups between the guy that's a weight, that's the things he does to that person. So it's not like – How often does Malik get out-techniqued? Like just clearly so how, like this how, guy's way, uh, way better technically. Wait, so how, like, how small do we think that he is? I would estimate he's probably naturally like six to yeah, seven pounds did. smaller than all these guys. Wow. Sure so he, like I'm, if he got – does he weigh in at a full 125 pounds every time? I think he probably does. Oh, I bet he does. But I agree with Christian, where if you know He's in the off fine. season, where a, a you know a big 125 gets up to whatever, call it 45 or 50, Malik's Malik's maybe yeah. like not practice, eating ice cream every day. Maybe he's at like 30, 32, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's okay. my thoughts based on nothing other than watching him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Decatur, we mentioned he looked good. Against uh, Gleva, yeah. but is, I, is Gleva. I agree. Pletcher, good. I mean, you know, McKee comes out, gets that first takedown, and then Pletcher was all over. I really thought Pletcher was going to get the major there at the end. He he had that double in the third, put McKee down hard. I said he's getting this major, and he was in on the shot late, just couldn't finish it. But it was it, it was really impressive to me to see him do that again. Yeah, Pletcher's. Uh... Man, I'm I'm still picking him over Nick Lee, despite people harassing Nomad on Twitter. <laughs> the Nomad harassment does not deter Ben Askren. Let it never be said. We talked in depth, I think, about the Sasso Brayton Lee match. Um, he gave yeah. up the first takedown there. It was kind of similar where the takedown he gave up was off of a an errant shot that he took that fed right into. I mean, Brayton Lee's one of the best reattackers in in the country. Yes, and. He found his way to the takedown there. It took him a couple iterations of that attack to finish it, but eventually put mm-hmm. him down and going neutral in the third. I, I understood it, and I went back and rewatched their Vegas match. I was like, "Why? Did he- I'm sure he didn't go neutral in Vegas, but he did, and he won that match. Yeah. But it was he was up three at that point. He was up, yeah, he was up in that match. Was, that yeah. was different. So that was a chief difference. But wait, Sasso hasn't been like a total killer on top this year. I mean, he's definitely a good top wrestler. He can ride. But he I don't know. If you're Brayton Lee, shoot. I might want to choose bottom there. At least one time. See what you got. Feel it. Right? Feel I it. Think, I, I think I'm not going to choose bottom every sorry. Go ahead, no man. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Ben. I just I think Brayton is or, or they, like the coaches and Brayton are on the same wavelength where it's like, yes, I'm not terrible on bottom. Maybe Sammy's not absolute killer on top, but just like giving myself the best chance to win, I need you know give me the full two minutes to attack him in neutral as opposed to ninety seconds, sixty seconds, whatever the case may be. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, I, I hate the uh, I hate the you got to choose bottom every time uh, mentality, but. 
don't you, if you're Brayton Lee and you're probably going to wrestle in the Big Tens and possibly Nationals, don't you want to know what it feels like? Because when he got, t- how many, how much time was left when he got taken out in the third? Not, not a lot, right? No, I mean, not real much short at all. time. Twenty seconds. And so you so. don't, yeah. So you don't know what that feels like on bottom. Um, and hey, if it's two to two going to the next match, and you got to wait easy this match, don't you want to know you can choose bottom again? I mean, right. so I'm not a choose bottom every time guy, but I thought it could have done him some good considering their possible future matchups this year. Yeah, I thought that. I mean, if this isn't Zane Rutherford we're talking about here. This is. And you know, yeah. Sasso, as you said, he's good on top, and he can turn to. But I don't even know if he did. He even get riding time against Rukuria Vandermeer in Stanford. Like that was kind of a uh, an interesting yeah. match. So he hasn't been otherworldly from that position. Um, but I, I also understand the the decision. Fifty seven, kind of again, not really mentionable. Ethan Smith gets the late major against O'Reilly, which was which was impressive. Mm-hmm. He continues to look good. Romero and goes and kid- gets it down one. Yeah, that's probably is that Romero's biggest win. I right, think it is right. So, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. So he's coming yeah, along. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, he he's making some serious progress this year. Yeah, Vin's lost him earlier in the year, and then the other good win would probably be Valencia. Would be his next best win. Mm. Anthony. Yeah, they told me that's pretty good. Webster over Rocky Jordan, which um, you know takes a. Hey, wait. Win. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, my ADHD is kicking in. I saw I interviewed Zahid Valencia for the Rudis podcast yesterday. Number one, he was very pissed that he did not get a pin call in that dual meet, and they should have won, he said. Um, number two, Ouch. listen, breaking news, you have to watch the interview, but he said he did MMA, underground MMA fights at 12 years old. Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> just watch the interview. Watch it. Underground MMA I- fights? That's what he says. That's what he says. Like I don't got. I said. I said you got videos to prove it. And he said maybe they're out there somewhere. Oh my god. He was buddies with I Pico. Know. Like that's not yeah. that unreasonable. Yeah. A little human cockfighting. That's uh. <laughs> boys I love boys. I wanna, I wanna see the videos. We had boxing gloves in my basement, and you know, and we didn't do MMA because that was a thing in say 1997. But you know, we threw the boxing gloves on and just fought each other a little bit. Yeah, I did that with my brother. Nothing wrong too. with that. Or one brother. Yeah. <laughs> no man, you got an offer for next year in Fargo from Weston uh, Barrow. I live in Fargo next year. No man can stay at my place. I have a working refrigerator, screens in all my windows, and air conditioning. Wow, that's big for you. I mean, that's that's the that's the Fargo trifecta. Yeah, the holy trinity of Fargo. <laughs> you, might, you might need to take uh, even the time I was here. It still sucked because I was doing flows enough. God, I hate Fargo. Man. I hate it. All right, you need to stop being ch- so mean yeah, to Fargo right now. Yeah, Fargo needs to stop being so mean to me. Fargo's been great to you. <laughs> yeah. Except for the time your Come phone on. broke and we had no way to communicate with <laughs> oh you. Oh, my gosh. The very first Fargo ever. Nomad's. Talk about being third of the fire. Nomad's very first Fargo ever. Nomad's first Fargo ever. It's not the first one. This will be the 50th Fargo, in fact, this summer. But his phone broke, and he was just walking around with his phone in his charger and just, like, plugging it into stuff for it to work. It's then it broke, broke, and it wasn't. Then it broke, broke, hashtag, hashtag Android life. And then he had a tablet of some kind that he was trying to use. But it wasn't <laughs> an iPad, of course. And it wasn't working it either. It wasn't working. So we had no way to get in touch with Nomad no matter where he was. I was sold a bill of false goods by the tablet salesman. I hope that guy stuck I feel I feel like Nomad likes being incognito like that, like where no one can get a hold of him. I feel like that's something oh, he would absolutely. enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I want, I'm just going to read this Tom Brand's quote, and I want Ben Askren to react to it. 
Oh, I already I watched this. It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, seven to three in matches, right? And why do I feel like it yeah. was even? That's what I mean. I've got to chill out. I've got to learn to enjoy seven to three against the number three team in the country. I'm not changing though. I'm not saying that, but come on. I want to take on the whole doggone world right now. The guys did a good job. Lugo, if they call that cradle rule, eight two. If Happel believes, nine one. If we throw Warner out there, ten zero. How's that for chilling out? I love it. Oh, uh, I mean, listen. Okay, there wasn't a, it wasn't a takedown on Sasso. We we've, we've established that. Happel beating Luke Pletcher. Come on, man. Um, and Warner over over Colin Moore without when you when you don't throw him out there, don't don't say that he's gonna beat him. I don't like that at all. So um, I think he should be happy with his team's performance on Friday night, and I think he should leave it at that because th- this statement is is absurd to me. That's that's just where it says that. Colin Moore, by the way, tech balled Hunter Ritter, who is like yes. pretty good in like the second period. Yeah, so it, four minutes and thirty two seconds. He's oh. yes. He is. He. I'll never next topic this weight class, but uh, he is. He is emerging. He's, you can, you cannot next topic it with Colin Moore on top. Someone someone kind of came at us, and I think they're kind of right. Like we're like, uh, we kind of like have painted Colin Moore as this like terribly inconsistent wrestler, which he really he is inconsistent. No, he's really not though. It's it, oh, think, don't make me go look it up. It's regression it, again. It's like to your point, the regression to the mean. Like okay. some of his downs are noticeable because we know how good his highs are. Yeah. You know Most of I mean? his downs are matches he won. Well, and that's, that's part, the thing. That's like, part of it too. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you talking about? We're talking about. Oh, he looked tired in a well, match he won. I I get my Ben says it. You know, you see the 11-9 with Cordell Norfeet, the five three, the sudden victory this year with Jake Woodley. Yeah. And then yes, thank you. So it's like the, he won. Okay, but then he goes out and, and texts Hunter Ritter in four minutes and 32 seconds. Yeah, I know. So he has these but, just like overwhelmingly dominant performance where you're ready to next topic the weight class, and he went to Sun Victory with Jake Woodley earlier this year and got taken down like three times by Cordell Norfleet. Or like even within tournaments, yes. like at CKLV, yeah. he'll text somebody, then he'll have a close one. And, and it, 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 we are probably being a little harsh. I mean, the yeah, kid's a three-time word- AA and like number one. But sometimes, and, and everybody has them, but sometimes there are some ones where like, he should have won by more. Should have won, and and you know that's just what happens. I think more also. I think that kid battles a lot more injuries than we realize, and I, I guess a lot of D one guys do. But I think like that guy's a lot more hurt than people what? know. I don't know. I don't think it's that. Uh, okay. Within the tournament, he's just like I'm hurt for this one, but the finals, I'm good. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, no. I just think sometimes it gets to him, or he allows it to get to him a little more than other times. I don't think. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Ready? So, do you guys realize here's. So maybe it's two years old. Last year, last year he did go to overtime with um, Eric Schultz. But to what you guys brought up, those are those matches here. Do you guys remember he got pinned twice by Kyle Connell? Do you guys yes. realize how much better? Do you guys realize how much better Colin Moore is than Kyle Connell? So just on those matches alone, I think inconsistent. And then you also have uh, that rec hall loss to Kassar, who was a backup at the time. It was not a national champion, Anthony Kassar. Um and so there, there are those up and down matches. And Colin, I mean, if you think of Colin Moore in the in the U.S. Open Finals, who's up ten two, who is just about to tech fall him, and then somehow figures out a way to lose, it's just Colin Moore's up and down. I, I don't know. I don't. I think it's hard to disagree with that. All right, all right, all right. Okay. I mean, you guys, you guys can be Colin Moore homers if you want, but I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be truthful like Coach Dresser. <laughs> all right, tell the truth. <laughs> tell the truth. Uh, Tell the truth. But I just don't I just don't like the idea that the whole seems like eighty percent of the argument to the Colin Moore is inconsistent is matches that he won. That's my thing. That, I get it, close matches, but 
Um, it's kind of like that. But I think even Colin would be – I mean, I don't know. I feel like he said this to me on camera where he acknowledges that sometimes he's not at his best when it doesn't make sense for him to not be at his best. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Coach O has uh, Tell the Truth Mondays. Wow. We just missed so. it by a day. I'll really? Yeah. He every day oh, is named. I gotta watch that. Every day uh, is named something. It's like a theme. Yeah, it's tell the truth Monday, like turnover wow. Tuesday, something. Yeah, technique Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Um, hey, I want to <laughs> I want to talk about this. This is a this is interesting to me. The uh, so Ivan underscore FS Wrestling or at Sickum underscore D. You should all follow this guy if you have even the slightest interest in international wrestling because he is like the oracle for Russian wrestling. He knows what's going on. This guy is crazy connected. Anyways, he tweeted to Diev, the executive committee of Russian wrestling uh, from Yurigan. I'm just trying I'm trying to like put together the broken English. The world champions, Agoya 57, Rashidov 65, Sidikov 74, Sajulayev 97, decided to send them to Euro 2020. Now it's impossible to win nationals and go to the Olympics. You have to prove yourself during the Olympic cycle. So basically what he's saying here is Ogoyev, Rashidov, Sidikov, Sajulayev, they're basically on the team. They're going to be the, the Olympians for Russia. And I said this is bad process, so this is good for America. And the reason Wait. I feel – yeah? Well, why do you think that's a bad process? Those guys, those guys uh, I mean, obviously they're all, all returning world champions. Yep. Um, and does Russia even get to have a team this year? Cause I thought they didn't. I'm sure you know they're gonna be there, in one way. What do you or the mean? Other. I thought they did. They get kicked out of the Olympics. They're gonna be there. Come on, you know it, Ben. But, uh, well, I thought there was an announcement. They got kicked out of the Olympics. They can compete under a neutral flag in some way, shape, or form. There was but one Russia in 2016 not gonna have too. They're gonna be there. But this I, no man. Help me out here. Is Christian talking crazy? No, they're 100 percent going to be there. Whatever flag, what? whatever fake flag, they're going to they're they're 100 percent going to be there. The only the only difference will be the the singlet that they wear, the flag that's raised when when they win, and the the biggest one is the money they lose. will not go to the Russian Federation. Right. That's the, who's that go, who's going to coach them? Thing. The Russian coaches? A hundred percent. Yeah. Without a doubt, Tadiev and Omarov and all yeah. those guys will be there. So. Here's my point. Here's why it's bad process. Because I like the idea, and, and, and the reason it's you could say, all right, these are their best guys. Yeah, they're they're their best guys. But I love the idea that Jordan Burroughs is, is training right now because he knows Kyle Dake and Isaiah Martinez are, are coming for his spot. And I think there's an advantage okay. to that for America, that Kyle Snyder now is potentially training with Jaden Cox in his mind. And Jaden Cox is training to beat Kyle Snyder, a world champion. And that Spencer Lee and Gilman, there is an advantage to that. And there is, yeah, there ha- sure. there is a psychological component. When you know that the day you have to be good is late July, early August, you can't tell me human uh, – the human mind is what it is. And yeah, as, as dedicated as these guys are – you can kind of let some things go. Or you can maybe say, I just really have to be ready for this thing. And I like the idea that they really don't have to be good until early August, whereas our guys are going to be trying to get as good as they possibly can through their nationals, through the trials, and then up yeah. to the Olymp- 
to the Olympic Games. That is an advantage for us and is a disadvantage for Russia that they don't have to do because those guys would probably and likely make the team anyways. But I would like Rashidov to beat – I mean, think about this. They've got the Olympic champion, Romanov, there that's – Probably not going to be on the team because they say he's not on the team. That's the reigning Olympic champion in 2016. And they say, well, it's Rashidov because Rashidov, I mean, did you watch that Aliyev match? Okay, you want to say it's the guy head and shoulders. I don't agree. <laughs> I would want to see that guy. Well, do it again. Beat these Russians. And, and everyone says, the Russian death, Russian death. Okay, so, and, and that's why they're so good because they have to beat all these guys to do it. And you're basically eliminating that part. You, you used to be, oh, the Russians are so good because you have to beat so many amazing Russians to be on the team. Now it's just like, be the best guy for the quad? That's bad process, good for America. You can't convince me otherwise. Okay. Um, that, was, that, was pretty, that, was pretty, that was a pretty impassioned speech. I, I think the, the only positive to that is, um, I, I don't totally disagree. I think you made a good point. The only thing I would say to that is that, uh, you know, obviously Kyle Snyder or David Taylor and, and both of them, because Jaden Cox is, is so cunning, uh, are worried about Jaden Cox, right? Um, Jaden Cox knows which one of those guys you're worried about. Both those guys don't know who to worry about. So we have guys that are, are worried about training for other people um, when they could be focused on getting better, right? Because beating one person specifically to make a team doesn't necessarily make you a better wrestler as a whole when maybe you should be focusing on other areas. So that I guess that would be the only argument to the other side. The, I guess the second – well, I have two. The, the second argument would be that in their minds, they're guaranteeing whether it's fair or not that their best guy in their head is on the team, right? Whereas in America, hey, in 2016, obviously they wouldn't have picked Frank Molinaro, right? Right. That wouldn't have been the guy who got picked. And is that better or worse? I don't know. Would Brett Metcalf have done They wouldn't better? have picked Jaden Cox. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't pick Jaden. So um, – mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's tough to say. I, I think, think, it's I think so, we have so the most fair just... way to do it. We have the most fair way, that's for sure. Yeah, and it could be fairer too. You could say everyone in the same bracket because, but I think we kind of we do the the best combination of the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, I think just to assume he was the best last year that 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 can be maintained is just to like deny how sports work, right? To deny how yes. the human body works, not to deny how athletics work. And I think it's I think it's a bad bad idea, and I hope it backfires for him because I cannot stand Russian wrestling. I think there's a couple things that go into this. So number one, um, devil's advocate, right? So you tweeted about the we posted the CBS clip of his justification for wrestling for Puerto Rico, uh, and exactly. so so there's some he's guys, telling the truth. That, he, I mean, just be honest. It's about being on the team. And that he would rather wrestle for America. He admitted both of those things. It is better to wrestle for the country you're from. And that it's all because he wants to be on the team. That's what I, I appreciate that. Well, let's not get into that one right now. We've, we've, I got we've into had it. that one and we'll get back into it again. But I think we should focus on huh. the Russia one. I love, I love your passion right now, though, CP. I love it. Um, but so the, argument, so the argument is, right, like, man, these guys, well, well I, I do understand and agree with you that there is value to I have to beat the, this whole bunch of guys. I have to be tested. I have to do all these things. There's also... Um, th th these guys are admitting, like, man, this is so nice. I don't have to go through this. I can just focus on getting better and going to ranking tournaments and, and going to my continental and, like, doing all these things. So there is some justification on the other end of not making them go through all that. And I also think 
every country this this is this is just like inarguable but hard to explain like every country is different and the makeup of how they do things should be different like yeah. azerbaijan should not pick their team the way that we do russia should not pick their team the way azerbaijan does iran should not pick their team the way we do right like all these different components um now on an individual basis aguyev should absolutely be the guy they have known a 57 mm -hmm. that can do anything 65 they should definitely make Rashidov wrestle Romanov. Or Sh I mean, Romanov lost to Shiraev, who was a junior world silver and mm -hmm. is an up-and-comer. So I do think there should at least be some sort of even like a, a mini four-man for 65. Um, Robin. Yeah, yeah, round Robin. Round uh, <laughs> Robin. 74, I don't know. I'm I'm very torn because like Sitikov is just clearly the guy, but they mm -hmm. do have a lot of, you know, the Gazi Magomedov just beat Sabalov. Um, you know, Sabalov, if, yeah. if, if, if uh, he doesn't give up a – a kind of controversial takedown to Sitikov two years ago at Russian Nationals, like their careers go in totally different directions. So I would say maybe you have to make Sitikov wrestle. 86, obviously, you have to have a guy wrestle. 97. Sure. Yeah, sure. But so I think 57, 97, I'm okay with it. But 65 and 74, I think they should yeah. have to do something. Now, they do have to go to Euros, so at least there is something that they have to do. But I think they should also have to go through some of the various really high-level guys that Russia has. But this happened last year. Didn't they send Rashidov to Euros? He did not win. Um, I'm pretty sure they sent Rashid off to Euros. He did not win, or maybe it was Chikayev. I forget what happened, but I feel like it. They kind of sent someone. Oh yeah, so they they screwed Chikayev because. Yes. Yeah, you're right. So, and, and there there are some inconsistencies to the process. So I'm not fully defending the Russian process. Like last year, Chikayev beats Rashid off at at Uregan at the weight, and then Chikayev doesn't get the opportunity to be the guy. So there is definitely there's definitely some inconsistencies with it. Oh, and, and, and that's part of why I do think – and I love Rashidov, and I, I've said for a while I think Rashidov's going to be the Olympic champ um, this year. But I do think there are some inconsistencies with it where they should have to make guys like him go through it, if nothing else, because Chikai beat it, because Aliyev had that insane match with him. Yeah, they're not that – he's just not head and shoulders above the his his counterparts in Russia. I think it's a mistake. Um, but I'm here for it. It's great. Um, hey, no questions today. It's 946, which means it's go yeah. time. You here. guys didn't ask any questions. What the heck? No, there's a bunch. There, there's some good ones in there. Yeah, I know. We'll, good ones in we'll, there. we'll bring them back over. They'll be just tomorrow. 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 That's, that's the best yeah. part. We we'll hit a lot today. We hit a lot. We did. We did good, boys. Um, Caleb, feel free to roll that beautiful song footage. Sorry. Um, thanks so much, guys. Turning 451 strong. Ben and I are uh, formulating our plan for Iowa City. We're going to take Casey's it Pizza, story. baby. Casey's Pizza. Let's go. We get there early Thursday. Caleb and I, my son's going. So maybe he'll, we'll uh, share some Casey's Pizza together. Um, What's the Flow TV today? Did Bader say? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. We usually got some. Make sure you check out Flow TV. Uh, make sure you check out the uh, Northwestern videos. I went there and I'll, I'll be getting those up. Yesterday we ran the Ryan Deacon one. Um, yeah, lots of great content on the site. Watch me and Spoon. Who's the one on the show tomorrow? Full TV is uh, like look, best of finals, Midland Scuffle, World Team Trials. Oh, that's so, a good one. That's a yeah. Good one. Nice. Hey Ben, be ready. Tomorrow we're going. Uh -oh. We're doing the Iowa Penn State breakdown. You, you I'm and me, because I can't do it Thursday. You're still. You're not off the hook for Thursday, Ben, because you're not coming I'm in on until Thursday. Friday. Yes, you'll be there. Yeah. I'll keep the virtual whiteboard work for you guys. Keep the virtual whiteboard, right. yeah, baby. Hey, thanks so much, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good Tuesday. All right. Peace.